Another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt and Matt Bells here covering everything Wisconsin athletics. And today, to be honest with you guys, we're just kind of spitballing. We're freestyling. Uh, of course, most of our conversation is going to be around the recent announcement that the Big Ten has, per force, decided to cancel the 2020 college football season. Uh, there's been some reports over the last few minutes that they have uh, not voted on that, that they have. There, there's all sorts of things going on. Uh, so we're going to just come on and talk about the, the things that we have heard, uh, kind of go through and, and just discuss the news and, and everything that's going on because it has been a crazy few days, even since the, the last time you know we spoke on the podcast, our last episode was, of course, the draft of the different Wisconsin football teams. So there wasn't a lot of news in that other than, at that time, the Big Ten's new schedule, which seems like it was years ago that that kind of came out and there was some positivity. Um, And then over this past weekend, things really uh, took off. So we'll go through all that. We'll talk about what we know. We'll talk about, uh, you know, everything that's just kind of going on, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it because I know, you know, it's it's really what you want to hear about uh, as we work through uh, this these next few days of, of what college football may or, or may not be. So, Matt, I kind of know the answer to this, but how are you doing today? <laughs> I, before we came on, you know, we basically just said, yep, got motor functions, breathing, doing the things that uh, need to be in place. But I, it's, it's kind of a somber episode in, in some aspects. So uh, for that, I'm sorry. We can't shoot rainbows out when there's not rainbows to talk about. So uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. It's it's definitely hard to kind of parse through all this information and to see all the varying reports and different intricacies that people are talking about. Uh, one second you're seeing this is being said by some unnamed AD, and then the next is this unknown president saying this. So it's a whole cluster you-know-what at this point, and, and I think that's kind of uh, – why everybody's a glass house of emotions right now, but how are you doing? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat, you know. There's there's definitely bigger things to worry about, but for us, it's it's definitely disappointing. I know anybody who's listening to this, uh, of course, doesn't want to see college football uh, canceled. It's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, literally, it changes every two minutes where you're hearing something. Uh, of course, the Big Ten is, is the main, you know, predicator of that the Pac-12 has made discussions but it's it's just it I think it goes to show and we'll of course get into it more but just the the utter lack of organization in all this has been really fascinating to watch uh, unfold uh, kind of like a train wreck where you're just you don't want to watch it you don't want to see it happen but uh, you you can't look away and that's kind of what we're going through right now with all these reports and uh, back and forth, what's canceled, what's what isn't canceled, which teams. You know, I, I saw a report that 
some Big Ten teams were going to the Big 12, and I, I don't think that's quite how things work, but who knows at this point. It just uh, has been a crazy few days, so we'll we'll maybe start from the beginning. Do you want to start with kind of the news last week? Uh, of course, the, the MAC was the first conference to cancel their football season. That has been confirmed, announced. Uh, they all kind of went through that heartbreak last week. Uh, shortly after, there were, of course, rumblings starting that uh, other conferences were following suit. I believe late last week, the Pac-12 was following suit, and I would say, think it's safe to assume that the Big Ten was also in that boat. Uh, but, of course, in these Power Five conferences, nobody's going to be want to be the one that, that rips that Band-Aid off. Uh, so now we're, you know, we, we're getting, it seemed like there was uh, negative momentum, of course, in the, the season being uh, canceled, at least for the Big Ten and the Pac-12. The others kind of uh, trying to buy time in the Big 12, SEC, uh, and ACC. Uh, shortly after that, the, the players kind of started their movement with, you know, the We Want to Play hashtag on Twitter, which was great to see, and, and now we're you know they're they're definitely fighting back and, and sending their message and in, in that way, but now it's just kind of all up in the air and it's gone back and forth. So what have you just made of even the last few days of of all this going back and forth and uh, things like that? Yeah, after the schedule dropped on Wednesday, I, I had tweeted out just saying basically the next 72 hours are going to be interesting to watch, and boy, I had the wrong 72 hour window, <laughs> but I. <laughs> I basically I knew I knew that there was going to have to be things that fell in place before teams would practice, and teams were allowed to practice starting Friday. Badgers obviously backed it up till today. Uh, we're recording here on Monday at about noon, and uh, yeah, from all accounts, the Badgers were on the practice field this morning. So they went through uh, their first day of fall camp this morning, and only to come out of it and hear rumblings that the uh, conference elites and those that at the top of the decision making chain, whether it be president. Um, and and uh, those constituents are making those decisions together. And and so I, I think it's just been a wild ride. I think there's obviously going to be more that's coming out. Uh, um, looks like President Trump just got involved and said something about student-athletes have been working too hard for this season to be canceled and threw in the hashtag, uh, we want to play, um, in going after what Trevor Lawrence had said. Uh, it's 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 going to be a mess. There's there's so much involved in all of this decision, and and really I think it's it's going to be interesting to watch. But I, I think for for us as people who you know we, we make a living off of college football and college basketball, college athletics, talking about them, this is this is just about the worst possible thing because you know we. Who knows how that it impacts us? We know that college sports impact cheerleaders. It impacts uh, everybody beyond just the players who play, the coaches. It impacts uh, so many people, and so many people have livelihoods tied to it. So there is, it's a lot to unpack, and obviously public safety is, is the primary concern. But, but man, this is, this is definitely going to be something to watch, and I'm, I think it's going to be fascinating to see where it goes and hopefully – Hopefully, because I know that there's a lot of momentum fighting back on uh, the fact that the reports are that the Big Ten uh, is is leaning towards canceling it. Maybe there's pushback enough to to swing that momentum and in, in this uh, inevitable tug of war that's going on in in our country and right now, uh, in most notably in the Big Ten for this podcast. Yeah, I, I think you, you you really had a good job of of kind of saying that college football doesn't just affect 
uh, you know, one single group, it, it changes a lot of things for a lot of different people, um, and it would be really unfortunate to get to that point uh, of of a cancellation. And you know, we should preface it this episode by saying we're going off the reports that we've seen. Uh, I know Dan Patrick uh, put out a report. The Detroit Free Press has put out a report that that this is all. Uh, been canceled and scrapped. Now, uh, I believe just a few minutes ago when we were recording this, um, CBS reported that the Big Ten uh, and a spokesman have not voted on anything. I don't know if I necessarily buy that. I, I think maybe they did vote and uh, are, are maybe walking it back as they try to see if they can salvage something or uh, I don't know if they're waiting for other conferences to, to cancel and, and they want to be more of a unified front because I know the Big Ten has definitely seen some backlash from, from this announcement. So it, it's safe to say right now, if you're listening to this, and until probably over the next 72 hours and nothing is concrete, it sounds like by all accounts here in the Big Ten and, and probably the Pac-12 that it's hanging by a thread, but you never know. We <laughs> A few days ago we were talking about the new schedule and everything moving forward, and people were excited, and uh, it seemed like we had positive momentum to play at least some football games uh, with, with no fans in the stands, but a good compromise and everything involved that way. And it, a few days later, a tornado later uh, came through, and, and now it, now who knows uh, what's going to be uh, you know, going forward here. So well, let's just preface it by saying, guys, that we, we don't have any concrete answers. We probably won't know for sure until the Big Ten comes out and announces it. And, uh, of course, they're probably putting their heads together as much as they can to get an answer for people. But uh, right now things don't look good, but it, there's still that one hanging thread that I think uh, everyone can hope for uh, as we move forward here. Yeah, for sure, and and that's like we're not here trying to fear monger or do anything like that. We're we're just are reporting what we are seeing, um, and just as much as other people are tied to their phones and, and reading and trying to take in as much information as possible. It sounds like Graham Couch, who is uh, he works for the Lansing State Journal, he just put out that the Big Ten's presidents are meeting uh, again uh, tonight at five o'clock Central Time and supposedly are going to be making a final decision. That sounds fairly ominous just because if you are going to be moving forward, you're probably not having a meeting like that to make a decision on that. But who knows? Um, but, I mean, I think you look at, like you said, the positive momentum from last week, and really it had been a couple weeks that there was mm-hmm. – we saw possibly a light at the end of the tunnel or at least a look that – they were going to give it a go. The teams were going to try and go ahead and play. Um, and and then it, it just came to a very quick halt here. Um, I thought uh, it was really telling just how many players are coming out and speaking up about wanting to play, um, showing more and more that they have a voice in this. We know that ultimately presidents are, are going to be the ones to make a decision, but but really I think you look at some of the implications of this moving forward, it, it's going to completely change college football depending upon how things go over these next uh, month, really, because the season was supposed to be kicking off in about a month. So it's going to be a wild ride. And I think just looking at some of the power dynamics and the shifting changes of the landscape from this is is going to be um, some of the unintended consequences and what happens are going to be crazy to watch because what we all love about college football and the pomp and circumstance of it, the the traditions at, you know, you go to Camp Randall and you do jump around, you, you sing varsity, you get to listen to the band, you see them high-stepping on the 
the field and you see the players run out of the tunnel uh, to U2, all that is, is part of what makes uh, college football so great. And, and for that to possibly not be happening, but uh, possibly if it does happen, not having a lot of those different aspects without fans, it's, Either way, we're going to be having a very different reality, and it's just it's going to be wild. There's no other way to really put it. It's it's there's just so much to kind of unpack based off of all of this. Even within the we are united, what did you think of the players going ahead and putting that forth pretty quickly? I thought it was pretty impressive. You know, I think over these last few months, we've really seen that the players are, and they've always had a voice. There's no doubt about that. But I think they're really realizing how much of a voice they have and how much they can put out there. Uh, I was I was extremely impressed that they were able to you know, essentially get everyone, uh, you know, to back that movement and, and get that in place and, and work towards a common goal. Of course, you know, the, the big leaders being Trevor Lawrence and, and Justin Fields from Ohio State. Uh, to, to get these guys kind of all in that momentum to, to wanting to make change of course though the we want to play hashtag the we are united was was all very impressive because these kids are are players all over the country currently probably most of them at different schools or if they haven't uh reported back i would guess most schools if you're uh, you know about to start practice already have most of their guys on campus so they're in these pockets across the country but they were able to really come together to uh kind of push back and, and make their voice heard that you know they want to play they want to be safe they want to be out there um, and, and I applaud them for that because uh, I, I get it both ways. We saw a lot of, it seems like a month ago, where we saw a, a huge chunk of guys opting out, uh, guys that didn't want to risk it with this season, which is totally understandable. Um, you know, you look at the guys like Micah Parsons, Rashad Babin, guys like that that are going to be making money at the next level um, on NFL Sundays, opt out of the season and, and move on to the next level. Totally get it. I can completely see why. A lot of players would do that. But on the other hand, you've got a lot that have, have been very vocal about wanting to play and putting that message out there, which I think is impressive because uh, clearly the, you know, we, we can't wait around for some of these big decisions to be made because nobody uh, at the, you know, the president level or the athletic director level wants to make the decision. Nobody wants to be the one that uh, rips the Band-Aid off if they have to. So I applaud the players for fighting tooth and nail and, until the very end and I don't know if uh, the outcome is going to be what they want. Uh, I think right now, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like it, but uh, I, I give them a lot of props for scrapping away and, until the last moment and saying, you know, this is our season, this is what we want to do. Um, let us try and do it. Yeah, I think I think even the players are realistic within that understanding that uh, there's only so much. There is, there is a pandemic going on that has uh, impacted – basically every industry around the world. And it, it makes understanding that it would then impact college football, especially when you look at the pro- close proximity and the physicality in which football is played. But, but I, I thought, like you said, it was very impressive uh, what they put in there. I thought the we want to play. You saw also coaches coming in, Jim Harbaugh, different coaches putting it out there that they want to play. Wake Forest, I thought their uh, school president came and talked to the players, and I thought that that was a really good move by uh, that president, just understanding that these players are out there at practice and in the morning, and they're going to start hearing all sorts of chatter. It's better to be direct and and come out and actually have a conversation with them. So, uh, you know, props to him for doing that. But 
I really look at this and everything that's going on, it, it seems to me that the push to um, not have a football season is is not necessarily fully health-related. Um, and I, I think anybody who's been paying attention to uh, the college football landscape this summer can, can understand that just because, yes, there is a pandemic. There are future health implications possibly to it. There are the immediate health implications. Uh, implications as well and uh, it seems like players are aware of that they they are they're taking in information just like everybody else and understanding that there is inherent risk with it but at the same time players are also coming out and saying hey we're getting tested way more being put into a safer situation here with our um and structures and organizations within our school that are going to be way safer for us than if we're at home or if we're sent back to home, which I don't necessarily think that they'd be going back home no matter what, um, just because a lot of them are going to stay for school. Like a lot of campuses are still having people. So, um, But it's just, I think really, if we could have, uh, as a college football entity, pushed forward quicker the um, – um, name, image, and likeness uh, stuff, and that would have happened maybe last January. I think there's a much better chance that there's a college football season happening right now because then there's a better understanding that they're, the amateurism model isn't exactly what the NCAA w- wants everybody to think and and that players are able to get something out of it. But, but really, I think just the liability at hand for schools make this a really tough call because – if one player gets it, as much as they might be saying, hey, we want to play, uh, what's to say in three months if a player gets COVID-19 and sues them, what, what, what's what's going on then? You know, so it's mm-hmm. just it, there's there's so many pull a rabbit out of a hat possibilities because of this that who really knows right now and that there's everybody's kind of, you know, taking a shot in the dark at this point. Yeah, I, I, I like the way you put that. You know, I, I know the players have, have been very vocal about we want to, you know, we want to play. Um, and, and then the medical professionals and the presidents are maybe sitting there and saying, well, you know, I, we know you want to play, but is it safe to play? It's kind of, I, I think Joel Klatt hit the nail on that. He had an analogy, well, uh, you know, if they, they want to play, but uh, you, 14-year-olds want to drive cars, but we don't let them do that. So we, you have to wait out and gather all the information and, and come up with the decision that but for me I guess that's been the the most frustrating part is that we've we've known this day and this decision was going to have to be made uh for the last six months uh, of course they everything moved quickly to uh you know shut down the NCAA you know March Madness you know the basketball tournament everything else kind of moved quickly to shut that down and you know we've had all this time to uh come up with decision of course there's Tons of moving factors all the time, but it seems like now we're at the 11th hour um, and the clock's about to strike midnight and we still, while it sounds like some areas they have a plan, some they don't. So that, I think, has been just the the most frustrating part is that it seems like, and I know there's been probably conversations and decisions, uh, I'm guessing the Big Ten and and the leaders right are probably discussing right now, um, but it's just been uh, a really frustrating aspect from, from there is that, you know, you could just we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and now it seems like we are are rushing to to make the right decision and who knows whether we'll be right the decision you know nobody knows uh how this is going to go long term it's just uh a complete and utter uh 
mess, a, a shit show for for lack of a <laughs> yeah. better term. I mean, I I was ho- I already I did the pre-show uh, show, uh, notes and, and episode setup. I already marked it explicit because I knew uh, one of us was going to drop something like that. So I do apologize, but we're getting to the eleventh hour here, guys, and it's uh, just been frustrating by all accounts for everybody. You know, I know the players are, are frustrated, the fans are frustrated. Uh, I know the college football writers and, and media have kind of gotten a bad rap that has been pushing, you know, towards this cancellation. But really, people are just reporting on on what they're hearing, and it's just been a a really frustrating and kind of a disaster. And who knows where we're going to go uh, over these next couple days, hours, minutes uh, at this point. Yeah, and I, I think you you brought up uh, earlier Dan Patrick what he, what he had said and and he in beginning of his second hour of his show he came out and just said I I want college football I'm but at the same time if I'm getting a text message from somebody saying that this is what's going on I have an obligation to say that like to put that out into existence whether I want that to be the case or not you look at it he has a show every single day we have a podcast twice a week for for an hour and we sit here and have and talk about sports and the sports we love the team we love the badgers but he does it every single day talking about a wide variety of topics one of his biggest ones being college football that people call in from all across the country to talk about think about how much less he has to talk about he would be absolutely stupid to to try to cut off one of his legs and keep on going here. So he he's understanding. He talked about that at nauseum that it, there isn't this isn't the media. This isn't a conspiracy of that. This is this is a bunch of people whose livelihoods depend on this and make money based off of this. Um, and I know for for you and I, Tyler, it's that's the last thing we want because not only are we able to watch the sport we love, cover the sport we love, but we also um, it cuts into the money we make on a on a daily basis. So it's not something that we want to be having. This isn't a conversation that we were like, man, I hope we get to really talk about depressing crap on on our podcast <laughs> today. You know, it was like that is not what we wanted. But you look at last night, it was extremely frustrating, and then. Uh, you know, I went to bed at like 11:30 and woke up, and I missed the Trevor Lawrence tweet by you know 20 minutes, and it was just like it's just been an absolute crap fest here of of everything going on, and it's a mess. And really, nobody has the right answer. And I know that everybody can point to a million different people and say it's your fault. No, it's your fault, and it's your fault. When it's in reality, there's no right way to eat this Reese's. There is all sorts of crap going on. And there is no right decision for presidents to make because if they make the decision that to shut it down, every single person, every single player who wants to be there, everybody who wants to see college football happen are going to be upset. If they make the decision to play and, lo and behold, uh, even one player dies, that's on their conscience, that's on them as a possible, possible lawsuit, that's um, teammates losing a, a dear friend, that's, that's that has terrible implications as well. So there's there's really nothing good that can come out of this in either direction. And the sooner we all understand that, the better. And as much as it pains me, that's the truth. And and it just freaking sucks. All of it. It's just a crap sandwich. That is exactly what it is. It's it's been really really difficult to to see how this kind of all you know unfolds. They've and I, I appreciate the some of the media members you know talking about the the long-term implications of what this is going to have on on some of the players too. I know 
where everyone's doing the best to, to keep them safe. But like you said, on the opposite side of that coin, if you cancel the uh, you know the season, our you know our players going back home or our things you know there's a lot of things that can come from this. So there isn't a, a perfect solution or a perfect answer, and uh, I think that's part of the the frustration for everybody is that we're all looking for a a perfect answer and a solution that just doesn't exist. And uh, you know I I don't know about you, but when you can't figure out the answer despite uh, uh, trying your best and trying your hardest, that's that makes it even more frustrating. I think we're getting to that point where there's everybody wants an answer, everybody wants the right answer, and the uh, the answer to you know either play or, or not play depending on your feelings about it. But uh, there isn't there isn't a perfect answer, and unfortunately, we're going to be kind of waiting on that and and ultimately a decision uh, until it comes. And uh, I'm reading right now, according to. Um, you know, again, this is all according to sources. We have no idea what some of this uh, is is true or not true, but it sounds like the Big Ten presidents are scheduled to meet on a call at uh, six o'clock Eastern time tonight, where they will make a final decision on the football season. And so that is from Graham Couch, Lansing State Journal sports columnist. Again, we have no idea if that is correct, but it sounds like uh, they'll be meeting once again to possibly make you know, finalize the decision that we're talking about right now, or maybe they pivot and change again, and next thing you know, this podcast is dated. But uh, we'll just have to to wait and see. But I just saw that uh, on Twitter a couple minutes ago. So still a thread uh, of hope hanging on here, and I guess we'll just ha- we'll be, you know, waiting for an update tonight and uh, over these next couple days for sure. Yeah, there's definitely going to be more follow-up. There's going to be more trickling out over the coming days because even if the Big Ten does it and then the Pac-12 uh, also follows suit, what about the other three major conferences? I'm guessing the group of five will probably shut it down just because they're going to lose out on such a huge amount of their um, their possible revenue as well. But but what about the power the other powers? I know that there's been reports that the SEC is looking to continue going and trying to do that. So what will this all look at? And and just really, there's just there's so many moving pieces right now that are going on uh, across college football, and and that's why we we were like we got to talk about it. If we don't talk about it, we're just burying our heads in the sand. When when there while there is ever changing movement, we we still need to talk about it and try to figure it all out. Um, I'm I'm interested for say if things do get canceled like it it seems to be that things are pointing towards. What about players um, in terms of their eligibility? I know that a lot has been talked about that they'll keep their scholarship, but how does that um, mess with scholarship numbers? Because you got 85 that you can have on scholarship. How does that work when you're also going to be bringing in a 2021 recruiting class into that and you're going to have early enrollees and you're going to be hopefully keeping the scholarship players that want to stay. So it's just like, it's wild. There's so many different things that um, would have to take into account after that. You're looking at a a three to four year process because that changes the um, scholarship numbers for multiple years and impacts future classes and and everything because we know recruiting calendar doesn't stop. Wisconsin's offering 2023 kids um, who are just finishing up their freshman year of high school. So it lets you know that, I mean, this would be a tremendous shock to the system um, as college football has been put out for the past 
up-team years. So I, I think that's fascinating. The other thing is, what about walk-ons? You, you look at Wisconsin's had such a rich tradition of walk-ons. You look at a guy like Adam Krumholtz, who we've had on this show, tremendously great kid who works his tail off, is finally gets to the senior year where he's probably going to be your number three wide receiver uh, on the team, and he's in a position where, yeah, you can keep your eligibility and possibly come back for a year, but that's on your own dime. So he's looking at, okay, I missed out on my entire senior year of playing football. Now there's always the option of spring possibly, but he's looking at possibly having to make a decision of, okay, well, do I just jumpstart my life post, um, post-secondary education or do I you know, tr- try to get that last hurrah on the football field and try to go get my master's or whatever that I want to work towards? So that's another implication where you look at walk-ons trying to navigate this. That's extremely hard, and especially at a program like Wisconsin that relies so heavily on walk-ons to round out special teams, round out practice squad, round out um, spots where you're weaker at that you need guys to kind of pop in and fill in. There's, there's so much here that, that it will still need to be focused and, and hammered out over the coming months, but but really this is the first step is what happens in the next coming days. Yeah, there's one when the dust settles on, on this decision, which sounds like maybe there will be more info on that tonight, uh, it, it's going to be crazy to to try and figure out you know what how this proceeds forward because I know the the buzzword of the pandemic in the last six months has been unprecedented but this would truly be an, an unprecedented decision where uh, a conference you know cancels their football season what do the other conferences do how do you manage scholarships there's so much that goes into it uh, so of course, We'd much prefer to be playing, so you didn't have to, you know, come up with some of those answers. But that's, these are going to be questions that have to be answered because uh, these guys want to play. So it's not like they're just going to, you know, get this decision from the parties involved and just say, "Oh well, uh, I guess that's life. I'll move on to the next chapter." You know, so these guys want to to end it the right way. You know, for some of these guys, uh, you know, for Wisconsin, the, the last moment. Uh, football they've had is that bitter loss to, to Oregon in the Rose Bowl on that huge stage, uh, which it's just tough. So to have to wait on that and then to have you know uh, a pandemic and your 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 following season would be uh, really tough on a lot of different guys. And uh, how that how a program moves forward financially uh, with scholarships, financially with just simply the lack of football, as you know, uh, the football is kind of a cash cow for for other sports to to help with funding. We've already talked about you know the athletic department deficits that they're kind of projecting. So the ripple effect from this uh, the, this massive announcement is going to be definitely something uh, to pay attention to. And unfortunately for for us and the players uh, and and everyone involved, you kind of just have to sit back and wait. But it's feeling like it's it's kind of at a breaking point now here. For maybe you don't have to wait much longer. And at least if you come up with a decision. While it might be the one that, that really sucks and is disappointing, at least you know uh, as you move forward here. Because I think uh, that's part of my biggest frustration is the, is the not knowing, or I guess I should say the, the knowing in the back of my head, but uh, essentially waiting on a, a decision like that. has got to be uh, tough. If, if it's tough on you, know, you and I as uh, people who cover it, it has to be you know, ten times more tough uh, on the players who are going out and, and practicing and working out and have worked really hard uh, for something like this. 
Yeah, and I mean, you look at uh, what happened at Kent State. Um, you know, the Athletic put out a really good piece talking about um, the what happened inside their program because they started practices last week. They got to the fact that they were going to be um, canceling the MAC. It, it became apparent to them it was getting announced, and the players just said, "Can we do?" can we do special teams? Like, can we do 15 minutes of special teams? Um, and, you know, Sean Lewis, a uh, former Badger in his own right, who's their head coach, was like, yeah, because that's really, for a lot of this, anybody who's been inside of a locker room, whether it's be um, pick your sports, there is a close-knit bomb with these guys and that they want that uh, – those moments that you have with your uh, teammates to kind of last forever. And so it's just there is there's going to be a lot here. And, and really, I think this has the potential, depending upon how it how it goes, to to really flip the NCAA on its head and um, might be the camel that that breaks the NCAA and the group of five to to pull away in a lot of ways because it's so hard when when it's like the NCAA is supposed to be this overseeing entity that, uh, you know, makes sure that college athletics are at a standard. They suspend players. They go ahead and um, put into rules different things, making sure that kids are having specific requirements to get into school. But then when it comes to the biggest um, decisions, they're found. And, and it's just completely like, well, the conferences uh, will make this decision. And that's absurd when when you're thinking of, yes, these five very powerful conferences are making decisions, but at the same time, shouldn't the NCAA have a hand in that if they're supposed to be the, the governing body and are supposed to be overruling them, whereas you're basically going to see that the power five conferences have all the power and that it's really power. It'll be presidents and and that universities are way have way more power than anything the NCAA could even wield. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, you look at that and, you know, of course, we, right now you look around in the country and say, man, uh, you know, a college football czar or commissioner, uh, someone that is kind of uh, an unbiased position would be ideal uh, but uh, right now you don't have that, so it's left up to you know these conferences to make that decision, and hopefully they realize the power that they have, or maybe they can uh, look at you know breaking away from the NCA. We've had yeah, that's been a topic in, in conversation for years of of you know the NCA. What exactly do they do uh, for some of these conferences? When you look at it, uh, you know with uh, you know plain eyeballs, you can see you know that the the conferences uh, hold a lot more power than, than what they think. So uh, I, I think 2020 has been a, a year of change for the world, uh, the country. Everybody's, you know, went through some sort of change, whether it be uh, your, your your life, your, your work life, anything like that. Uh, and I think college football is going to be hit with kind of the same thing where 2020 might be that, you know, breaking point where things uh, are no longer just talked about, where all of a sudden they are, are really changed. And while it might suck in the short term uh, with without a football season this fall, possibly it, it maybe it'll be good for the long term, where some of these uh, decisions that uh, college football and, and the players uh, have deserved will, will maybe finally get uh, toward that direction. But uh, over these next few days, uh, you could really you know in a few years you might be able to look back at these few days and think, man, uh, college football you know really changed uh, you know when that happened. So that part might be interesting to look back on uh, in a few years here. 
Yeah, and I, I just continue to think that if the NCAA hadn't staunchly stuck to student-athlete and the idea of amateur as a model and just had leaned into uh, name, image, and likeness shit, even a year earlier, it, this is probably a whole different ball of wax and this is a very different outcome that makes it much more likely that college football is happening this fall. But because of the inability for the NCAA to really try to make headwaves, even though there was legal discussions going on all across the country at different states, they like really slowly slowly tried to unpatch that, and it was supposed to be happening here um, next year. But if they had done that earlier, I think a lot of this could have been um, obviously not COVID, but um, a lot of the um, sticking points that schools are getting stuck at where, with presidents and and some of the ramifications of this could have been eliminated. And and I, I just think it's going to be interesting to watch because you look at the We Want to Play movement across all five power conferences, they are wanting a players association. There's I know a lot of people jump to, oh, it's going to be a players union. Because they are not employees, they can't really have a union. But at the same time, uh, they can have an association in which they can um, work together to, to make sure that their voices are heard. And that would definitely increase the likelihood that their voices are heard. Um, we look and you've seen things this past offseason that is unheard of. You saw um, two years – was it two or three years ago when um, – when you saw players go out and basically say, oh, I don't want that uh, guy to be my head coach. And, and that completely changed it um, at over at, um, was that, was that at Louisville where, yeah. Yeah. He, yep. Yeah. They went ahead and were like, uh, the quarterback went ahead and he was like, no, nah, I don't want to play for um, their coach because he didn't want to do the option. And mm-hmm. sure enough, they completely switched where they went. You see Chuba Hubbard, um, putting pressure on the University of Oklahoma State. You look at Iowa, what, what happened there. You look at um, what really what happened at Mississippi State. They completely changed an entire flag because of um, really spearheaded by a player um, who, who said, I'm not going to play if this is what's going to be flown here and what's going to be doing. So there is power in numbers within players, and I, I just think that that's coming to come through in into fruition and be seen more and more. But if they can get a players association out of this, this season, look out because things are going to be changed even further. Yeah. Uh, like I said, that'll kind of be, you know, the, uh, definitely a, if, if it ends up being a, a short-term loss, it'll be a, a long-term gain for, for the players that way to uh, maybe make some inroads for change for the college football season. So, a lot of lot of moving parts uh, here to you know break down, and of course, as uh, these decisions continue to be made, we'll we'll of course uh, continue to cover them. Anything else you want to touch on today? Um, and then you know, I'm guessing we'll be back on here over the next coming days to uh, you know recap any decisions that they made. But uh, we're at 37 minutes right now, and uh, I think we've we've done a good groundwork for you know talking about what we know. And unfortunately, that's all we can do at this point. Uh, you know, given the <laughs> lack of uh, foundation that we we have to work off of. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to do some player profiles, but at the same time, I, I don't need, think we need to go ahead and steam pile forward with, with the understanding that there's a chance that by come tomorrow or, hell, even by 6 o'clock tonight, there might not be uh, a season to preview. So um, it's just 
I know a lot of work went into our, you know, those previews that we did and that we tried to cover and, and cover all the scholarship players and a handful of contributing walk-ons for the past few seasons. So I know a lot of you are interested in us to keep doing those, and we, we plan to. If, if the season moves forward, we'll jump right into it and keep doing that. Hell, if it comes that the season's canceled, we still might do it just for just for fun and uh, just a cathartic relief. But at the same time, uh, I, I, th- I think we we did a, a bang up job of trying to parse through everything that's going on and and really, I, I know for me it was uh, it was good to get it off my chest and, and just to talk about it. Oh, it was therapeutic for sure. I think we both probably needed that. I know. Uh, we were talking in our Slack channel about uh, writing up the, the bad news from this morning, and now maybe that bad news has, has been walked back. But, guys, we'll continue to, of course, bring everything we can uh, to, to you guys. And if we're playing football, we'll hop right back into uh, talking about football. And if not, we'll, we'll figure out a, a plan forward here uh, at Bucky's Fifth uh, Podcast and at Bucky's Fifth Quarter. I think uh, we both have had a ton of, ton of fun covering this offseason and hopefully this uh, future season uh, as we go forward here. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, we'll we'll continue to update you guys and, and talk about it as we know more. Uh, but for right now, it sounds like the entire college football world is kind of in a holding pattern. Uh, so no need to, to dive into that until we get some, some concrete answers. So we appreciate you guys bearing with us and uh, hopefully you enjoyed uh, listening to this uh, venting session about uh, what may or may not be Uh, the 2020 college football season. Uh, So we'll be back with you guys later in the week. Uh, We'll sign off here. And as always, on Wisconsin.